Hello, everybody, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Jed May and Trent Smallwood as we are talking UGA football recruiting once again. And it's a day where Georgia has flipped the commitment of one Joshua Miller from Penn State. Uh, the second time in a, in a few years that Georgia has flipped a offensive lineman from Penn State. Uh, they did so with Devin Willick a couple years back. Uh, but Trent, Jed, how's everything going uh, coming off a busy weekend? It's going good. I uh, went to a seven-on-seven seven in Georgia Tech today, so a lot of um, you know a, a good in-state talent going back Wednesday for a loaded one with Grayson and Milton and Langston Hughes, all those guys. And, yeah, trying to uh, write some stories about these guys that came on official visits this weekend in between all that. Trent, how you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Uh, you know, another another weekend of official visitors, and uh, another weekend of, uh, I guess Georgia making uh, big impacts uh, with with a bunch of these kids. Yeah, Jed went downtown, did some incognito work. So, uh, has your liver recovered, Jed? Great, it's going great. Um, got some pool in, got some uh, little Italy pizza in. It's good. Uh, the, the, the last part might not have been the best uh, health. That was probably more hazardous to my health than anything else. The Little um, Italy? On Friday night, yeah. Hey, I, I know the guy that owns that. He lives in my neighborhood. I love the place. It's just, it's not, um, you know, that's not the, uh, like, it's like it's like the opposite of, like, when runners carbo load or whatever to get ready for a, a race. That's like, like it's going to shorten your, your... Michael Scott style with the... Yeah, <laughs> Eating Little Italy to start your night is going to shorten the lifespan of your night. But um, but no, it was good. Absolutely. Well, guys, it was another big weekend of official visitors. Of course, you had receivers in town from the, the speedster Anthony Evans to big-bodied receiver Tyler Williams. And speaking of big, there was big defensive linemen in town as well, like Jamal Jarrett, a big priority safety in town, like Jonel Aguero. So, the stars were out once again. It wasn't as many guys as it was that first weekend. But, um, Jed, we've talked to several of these prospects coming off the the second week here in June of official visits. Uh, what was kind of your general takeaway from some of the guys you talked to? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's another one of those things where we've talked about it so often, on-campus recruiting it, it Georgia knocks it out of the park. And look no further than you bring Jamal Jarrett in and Jordan Davis is on campus too. I mean, who could be a more perfect recruiter for Jamal Jarrett than Jordan Davis? I mean, down to being from North Carolina, being, you know, pretty um, un under recruited, unknown until later in the process, being big interior defensive lineman. I mean, Jamal Jarrett is Jordan Davis light. I mean, even they're the, about the same size. You look at that picture they took in January. So this no detail goes unnoticed, unspared. Um, and, and it pays off. I mean, you see the classes they've been bringing in and are building in 23 and that you need to look no further than on-campus recruiting. Absolutely. Trent, I mean, uh, guys, especially, it seems like for a long time, Georgia's had a lot of momentum. A lot of people have even considered guys like Jonel Aguaro and, and Jamal Jarrett for a long time. Uh, now to, to kind of be Georgia bound, you think they kind of put that, that garnish on it this weekend, kind of finished off, uh, finished off the, the deal there with with those two yeah i mean i, I still think uh both of them very well could take their visits but uh I, you know what i thought georgia uh, was in a good place coming in i think georgia's even uh, a better place coming out um you know you, you can't beat the on-campus recruiting that, that kirby and his staff has and uh and you know jared jared has been a priority since day one and, um, you know, Georgia staff have been on him, same as Aguero. And um, I, I see no reason to, uh, you know, waver in my prediction to, to, to Georgia right now because, you know, I, I, like, I like where Georgia stands. Yeah, I think uh, all of us have, have felt pretty, pretty good about that. But uh, so far, and, and Jonel Aguero, um, Georgia just made him such a priority early on. And, and uh, Will Muschamp. You know, Fran Brown picking things up, of course, and then Kirby himself uh, thought thought that was one of the more interesting pictures I've seen come out of a recruiting visit. The the uh, Kirby placing the crown upon uh, Jonel Aguero's head in front of the the arch throne, which uh, Trent can you know 
made specifically for Arch Manning and took it down there to him on a trailer. We've already established that a couple of weeks ago. So uh, you can thank Trent for that craftsmanship there if, uh, if you're a fan of those pictures. But uh, in all seriousness, guys, it seems like Georgia has, you know, there was kind of a misconception, I think. Some people thought, well, if Georgia ever breaks through and wins a national championship, it's just going to be Katie bar the door on the, and the recruits, the commitments are just going to come flying in. I think it's almost been a little bit of a different deal because Kirby has seen what Nick Saban uh, and Alabama went through. He was part of it, right, and what it takes to su- sustain that level of excellence and, and win more championships. And I think it's almost made him be even more more picky, more precise in who they're bringing in. Do you guys feel feel the same way on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been one of those things where – Kirby doesn't waste a scholarship. He's not going to bring in a guy on a scholarship just to to throw scholarships away. He fills needs. He gets guys that that he thinks are going to fill those needs, and and that's why there's all this hand wringing on the board. Like with Joshua Miller today being a perfect example, people are saying, "Oh, he's a three star. This is a weird take." It the evaluations of the staff, the way Kirby, even if they don't work out down the line. All these recruits have shown something to make Kirby Smart believe they're going to be contributors at some point. So, and and that's how you build um, national championship programs is taking guys that you think are going to contribute, and even if all of them don't work out, uh, most of them prove to um, prove to, to prove their worth at some point in their college career. Speaking of uh, Joshua Miller and that evaluation, uh, Trent, you tend to do a lot of breakdowns and things like that for us. What uh, what's your thoughts on just seeing Joshua Miller? As a prospect, uh, do you got anybody that you would compare him to for, for a frame of reference? Like, what's your thoughts on on Miller uh, now that he's made the flip from Penn State to Georgia? It's just a big guy. He's, he's, a, he's a versatile guy. He's athletic. Um, I mean, he kind of reminds me of like a bigger uh, Solomon Kinley. Um, just, just you know, his frame's a whole lot bigger. He's six five. Uh, I think you know three ten, three fifteen, but. Uh, he he's lost a lot of weight. He he's toned up his body, and that's a big thing with uh, with the staff who they're evaluating, who they have high on the board in the fall, could completely be different than who they have high on the board right now as it stands because they go through this and 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 they look they look in the offseason. Who's willing to work in the offseason? Who's willing to put in the work? Who's willing to tone their body? Who willing to to lose that um, twenty pounds that they have on them? And 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 if they're not, then you know that particular prospects going to move down the board and, and, and other guys are going to surpass. And I, I think Joshua Miller is a guy that has really come on here in the past month as a, uh, you know, a priority target for Georgia. And, um, you know, they, they, they made him a priority when he came on his visit. They, uh, and, you know, they got the commitment from him. So I, I think you've seen the board change a lot, especially on the offensive line. And, uh, and I think you'll see more of that at other positions. Well, in fairness, it's a position uh, a coaching change as well. You know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a reset. Uh, Stacey Searles with his second stint with Georgia comes in here, and now he gets to kind of uh, as all, you know, Kirby Smart, He's he, make no mistake, he has his finger on everything that goes on in the Georgia program, but also any good head coach is going to let his coaches coach, let his coaches recruit, and I think that's kind of the feeling out process that that's, Searles is going through right now. Okay, he had to come in assess who does Georgia sit well with, who do we want to cut bait on, who do we want to look ahead to, and I think you're starting to see some of that come to fruition right now. I mean, you look at it, now Georgia has Bo Hewley committed. They have Raquez McKeldery committed, and he was there on an official visit this weekend, and I think Georgia solidified that commitment even more um, coming out of the weekend. Uh, and you have Joshua Joshua Miller committed, and there, there's a couple more guys that that Georgia sits in really good position with. Whether it's T.J. Shanahan, who was there the first weekend with with Arch Manning uh, and, and Justice Haynes or Kel, Kelton Smith, uh, a lot of these guys that Georgia is is recruiting heavily. So uh, we'll see, uh, you know, what other guys come into the fold, but uh, certainly a Certainly, you know, three big athletic bodies that are already signed up for Georgia's offensive line class in 2022. Let's get some uh, YouTube comments right here before we uh, hop over to the vault. Rhett Wilmot says, uh, anybody else believe that Damon and Raylan Wilson are silent commits to the dolls? I'd throw Aguero in there too. Um, you know, like I said, I don't get in too much to the silent uh, commit deal because, Trent, that's just – 
you know what it is there a silent commit is is worthless pretty much unless uh it's worthless unless in in a case like joshua miller who was a silent commit for what 10 days or however long he was and and he had announced his commitment if you're a silent commitment for months you're not a commitment you're not a silent commitment so yeah I think it works both ways, but I think a silent commitment is a guy who is planning an announcement, waiting on a, uh, waiting on a, you know, a picture or whatever to to post on Twitter. Uh, you know, when it when it goes on months and months and months, like uh, several of them, did, several of them did last year. Kamari Wilson, uh, it, it, you know, the silence kind of, you know, you take them with a grain of salt. Silence can be deafening, right? Uh, right Jed? If you become <laughs> yeah. too silent, you start to get a little worried. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, like, okay, you're silent. Why haven't you gone public or, or whatever the case may be? So um, as far as these two guys um, or these three guys, I think Georgia sits well with Aguero. We've, we've talked about that. I like where Georgia sits with Raylan Wilson, just getting him on campus so much and um, – Obviously, Schumann's development, the relationship with Schumann there is huge. Um, I, I'm not sure about Damon Wilson just because I don't know a ton about him. Um, he's definitely the type of prospect that um, Trader Uzo Derube looks for, big, long, on the edge. Um, I think that could be one where maybe getting him back on campus slash outlasting all these other official visits he's going to take um, you know, could be the key there. I think uh, Raylan Wilson's a guy who the his his decision on whether he's going to stay with Mi- Michigan or where he's going to flip elsewhere will be coming up here in a couple weeks. Um, versus Damon Wilson, I think is is much further off from any kind of mm-hmm. any kind of decision or commitment. Um, Jeff Hightoff uh, from YouTube says rivals ranked Miller highly at a recent camp, maybe a diamond in the rough. Hey, for sure, uh, Georgia uh, really liked him when he came down, worked out for him, all that kind of stuff. So. Um, obviously he, I, I've watched watching his film. Uh, I see a big guy that can move his feet. I also see a guy whose I know's body will transform during his time at, at Georgia. Uh, he'll probably lean up a little bit, add some, add a little bit more muscle and get a little bit stronger in his top half. I think if there's anything that I might need to work on is, is, you know, uh, use of hands and some pad level type stuff, but that, you know, Trent, when it when it comes to flexibility, you know, range of range of motion, uh, core strength, you know, nutrition, all this kind of stuff, it's just amazing. The first six months, guys are on a college campus, how much that changes. Oh, no doubt. I mean, you, you look at guys that that have been there, like a, I mean, like a Jordan Davis. Um, uh, you know, you you look at uh, all the all these bigger bigger offense line defense line how uh, especially offense line how they transform their bodies from day one to the end of their freshman seasons just to see uh, you know that impact you know Xavier Trust you know he had he had a little bit of fat on him and and now he's he's uh, slimmed up and and you know built up you know it, it's just it, you, from from day one of their freshman year to to the end of their freshman year, you see a huge change just in the overall, um, you know, their overall body. Tyler Williams, in fact, made a comment to me after his official visit this uh, weekend, where he said that Eric Gilbert was one of the players that he spent the most time with, and he said that one thing that it really impressed him about Eric is not only his story and how Georgia as you know helped him and and made him uh you know saw him as a person not just a player all this kind of stuff but he said just look at the body change in in eric he said uh just man how he's developed is something that that had really impressed tyler williams and he's a bigger bodied receiver himself he's not much bigger than uh or he's not much smaller than what eric gilbert was coming out of high school and eric gilbert was of course a more hybrid tight end type deal but you know Tyler Williams is six foot five uh six foot five you know close to 200 pounds I mean that's a big receiver uh and and Georgia certainly has prioritized him but I thought that was interesting Jed that Eric Gilbert is the one that gets paired up with him and is and is really singing Georgia's praises of hey they're going to develop you as a person and they're also if you're a playmaker they're going to put you in in spots wherever they need to to get you the ball and make help you make plays yeah, and that's great to hear because, like you said, Tyler Williams and Eric Gilbert are similar in size, especially where they were coming out of high school. When you look at a guy like Eric, it's kind of similar to to Jordan Davis coming back and singing the praises of a program. What 
guy is going to be able to talk about how Georgia develops you as a person and, and cares for you as a person than Arik Gilbert with everything that um, the coaching staff has supported him through over the past year or so since he joined the program. So it goes back to one of those things like the the decisions, every decision, who's paired with who, who's hosting who, all those things go um, – all those things are planned out to every little detail. So um, big – that was a, I was very interested when I saw that too when I saw Tyler Williams say that. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's all kinds of dynamics that are just fun to learn about when these guys go on visits. The the who gets paired with paired with what guys is it, it, very interesting. I think uh, they had Jalen Walker uh, actually spending a lot of time not only with uh, Jamal Jarrett but also with Anthony Evans. I mean, and and Anthony Evans and Jalen Walker are two guys, but obviously they find guys that that they feel represent the program of Georgia and who have been in love with the University of Georgia and. And Jalen Walker would certainly qualify as one of those. I mean, he was a strong recruiter for Georgia uh, before um, before he arrived, and and still is kind of trying to do his his best to help out ahead of time. Uh, so ahead for this class. So before we get into vault questions here, I do want to tell everybody thank you so much for subscribing, for tuning in every week. We really appreciate it. We're up over twenty seven thousand one hundred subscribers now on the YouTube channel. UGA Sports YouTube channel is the authority on uh, Georgia Sports YouTube. I mean, we have the, the highest subscription base, and that's because of you guys, and we appreciate you tuning in to the content. Uh, we pr- we uh, you know, put out as much as we can each week, whether it's this recruiting show, whether it's Coach Donnan and Roddy and Dane uh, doing their deal, the Collins show with Paul and uh, Ben and, and Jason, all of those guys. And we're going to tr- keep trying to add more uh, content as football season rolls around, things like that. So do a couple things if you can for us before we get to these vault questions. Hit the subscribe button if you don't already. We've got a large percentage of people that watch this show each week that aren't subscribed. So it's free. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up. That helps us a lot, too. If you like what's going on, go ahead while you're watching. Hit that thumbs up button. And also, that little bell. Turn on notifications so you know each time we go live. I really appreciate all those things, and that helps us out a lot. But, Jed, without further ado, let's go ahead and answer our first question from one of our most loyal vault questioners. From Pine Tree One, I'm getting arch fatigue. I know the feeling. Do we know when he is committing? Okay. So getting pine tree fatigued. <laughs> that too, tree. but also arch fatigue. <laughs> pine tree is uh, getting worn out with all this arch stuff. But here's the thing: imagine how the, the coaches feel, right? I mean, yeah. good grief! This has been years and years of pursuing uh, pursuing this guy, trying to get close to his family and things like that. And it's it's a big mystery, right? I mean, they keep everything so close to the vest. So here's the thing with Arch: obviously, he took his official visit to Georgia, took his official visit to Alabama this past weekend, will visit Texas this upcoming weekend. I think as soon as he leaves campus on Sunday after going to, to this upcoming Sunday, after going to Texas A&M, I mean, uh, to the Texas Longhorns, that would be a big story if Arch uh, ended up going to Texas A&M. <laughs> then, then, people really, then people would really be questioning some things. Uh, but you no, know, when it comes down to it, I think as soon as he leaves campus there from uh, Austin, Texas on Sunday, I think at it's fair game at any point. I know he said things, you know, publicly in passing about maybe wanting to see Texas play in the season and things like that. I think at that point, Trent, you know, you could realistically see something, you know, between between that that day, that's uh, this upcoming Sunday. And the first of August. I mean, I think you could like in that six week span there, you could see a commitment drop from March Manning. Yeah, I think I think now you're you're finally looking at that countdown, finally uh, uh, being a realistic countdown because he's you know he's he's taking all his visits, taking all his unofficial visits. Now he's taking after this weekend it'll be his three official visits that he was planning on taking. And I think you I think you're going to see uh, you know things start coming down. I still think it's a two team race uh, at the top. I still think um, Georgia and Texas are in the best position. Even though he took that Alabama visit, um, I still think Alabama is uh, the, the number three team. But I, I think there is a end of Arch in sight uh, now. So, yeah, I mean, I just want to know 
it, it almost had to be like a scene from the office level awkward with Eli Holstein and Arch Manning being there the same weekend uh, at Alabama this weekend. Like, you know, just absolutely cringeworthy, awkward with those guys in there. Because how do you, what are you, what are you going to tell, you know, Eli Holstein, hey man, you're a guy, but not really though. We got Arch Manning coming over here to try to try to bring him in. I would just think you would bring those guys in on different weekends. That's just me. Uh, you know, but hey, never put anything past old Nick Saban, but it cert it, it certainly does feel that Georgia and Texas are the the two teams most likely uh to land Arch Manning and make no mistake about it, Georgia wanted that first weekend. They wanted to set the bar high. They wanted to uh, they lean into that on-campus recruiting, as you pointed out, Jed. They feel, you know, Georgia knows that's one of their strengths, and that's what they what they do well. And uh, obviously, we've had different reports. Um, I put out a post, you know, while Arch was on his visit to Georgia, that sources that that we all trust very much, you know, four, five, six sources, if you compile them all all together, that we feel very good about going from. Hey, you know, I think Georgia's really in this thing to be in more of a unwavering confidence, as I put it. Like they feel like, you know, hey, this is this is really going to happen. I've only had one or two people that I've talked to that maybe aren't as sure. So uh, we'll see where it all shakes out after this Texas visit. But it certainly feels like Georgia has put their best foot forward this whole time, Trent. And uh, now it's just really, where does the young man want to spend his uh, his four years in college or three years? Yeah, I mean, and Georgia has done everything they can do in this recruitment to land him. Um, now, whichever school he chooses, uh, you know, I, I still think it's going to be Georgia or Texas. But, um, you know, Georgia's done everything they can. They have the confidence there. They've, they've built their relationship. They've shown him the life around Athens. Uh, Arch obviously loves Georgia, loves Athens. You know, th- there's nothing more that, that Georgia could have done in this recruitment and now you, we now we wait for an answer. Uh, it, it just um, will, will that answer come? You know, shortly after that Texas visit, or uh, you know, a month later um, after this Texas visit, we'll wait to see there. But uh, I, I still like where Georgia stands, you know, right now, and uh, you know, I still think that confidence is high in Athens. We got some uh, YouTube comments here. Fred F says, "Rumors versus fact." Larry Zabisco checking in. Living legend. Appreciate that right there. Little refer, uh, wrestling reference, got to get one in every week. We appreciate that. Uh, Derek Holmes says, "How do you think we did with Georgia? Did with Troy Bowles?" Uh, I'll say this: I know that there's no coach in college football that's more respected in the NFL ranks than, than Kirby Smart. And with Bowles's dad being the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks and uh, a longtime defensive coordinator in the league, I feel like uh, Georgia did really, really well in that uh, visit from all like accounts that, that we've heard. And um, seems like it's going to be a, a Georgia and Ohio State battle kind of going going forward with uh, bowls here, Trent. Yeah, and, it, and you know, it, we, we've seen a lot of this with the Georgia-Ohio State. You don't – you know, it, a lot of times it's Georgia-Clemson or Georgia-Alabama. But you've seen a lot of Georgia-Ohio State in this class. And, um, you know, speaking uh, specifically of bowls, I, you know, I, I, Georgia has been in this one for a while as well. Georgia has built a relationship there. Kirby has a relationship with his father. Um, his father was actually on campus this weekend. So, you know, it's, it's um, you, you know, you, you have to like where Georgia stands right now um, in that regard, just from a relationship standpoint. Um, him, uh, his father sending him to a place where he knows he's going to be developed, knows he's going to be coached. Uh, and like you said, there's no, uh, not a better respected uh, college head coach right now. Um, in the NFL ranks than Kirby Smart. Jed, you know, when you talk about NFL and development, I mean, a coach that is in those war rooms on draft night and probably if he would have had the chance to, would have drafted a lot of those Georgia uh, players if he'd had the ability to. Um, I would think that 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 stands out to Todd Bowles a lot and he's uh, probably, you know, imparted a little bit of that that wisdom to his son as well. Yeah. Uh, when you look at who, who knows what it takes to send linebackers, in the NFL, Glenn Schumann, obviously, but also you've got the Todd Bowles aspect of it. 
And remember, he was here in Athens for Pro Day as well because Troy Bowles was coming in that big weekend of the 19th, and Todd Bowles was here in Athens watching N'Kobe Dean and Channing Tindall and those guys. Got an up-close look at him. So he knows exactly what Georgia can do with their inside linebackers. And as, as any dad would have it, his goal is for his son to play in the NFL, I'm sure. So with that being the ultimate goal, kind of like we've talked about with Raylan Wilson and Grayson Howard and all these other guys, what better place to be an inside linebacker and get developed to go to the NFL than uh, Georgia with Clint Schumann right now? Yeah, and it's about to become a numbers game. It's about to become who who's going to – I mean, obviously Troy Bowles is, is the type that he's got a spot no matter what. But of these other inside linebackers, Trent, I feel like whether it's Pup Howard, C.J. Allen, Raylan Wilson potentially flipping uh, fr- from Michigan, uh, there, there's a couple other prospects out there, you know, whether you – but I think they're now leaning Quay Russo more of an edge guy instead of a inside linebacker. But, you know, I think there's only about three spots there, um, and there's five, six guys that could be for those spots. So eventually somebody's going to have to be told, hey, pull the trigger if you want to be a part of this class. Yeah, I mean, I think things are uh, – you know, spots are getting really tight just across the board. Uh, I mean, you look at the defensive back, uh, spots are getting tight there. I um, mean, you look at um, – obviously linebacker uh offensive line uh you know you got three committed and you still have uh you know uh several on the board uh you know looking for those two spots um so so spots are definitely tight in this class i would say uh wide receiver is a position that they're still looking looking at and uh but you know the other ones, you, you you got two or three spots with five or six candidates uh, sitting out there, and and you know all five or six of those guys at each at, at each position are are dang good football players. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this one fills out. I wonder how much the uh, you know do, you still have to go by the the eighty five scholarship limit, but that twenty five counter is now initial counter is now gone. So there's a lot of moving parts to see how everything ends up in this class. And it's gonna be fascinating to see how the how the numbers work. It's gonna be fascinating to see how the numbers from the last class work because I think there's gonna be some guys that are gray shirts or blue shirts, however they, they work it, uh to, to kind of massage those numbers a little bit um going forward. Uh Jed Pinetree has another one for us here. Yeah, does Georgia sit in a great spot for Samuel M. Pimba? I think absolutely. Uh, my opinion is that, you know, I did an interview with M. Pimba here on the YouTube channel. It was kind of a, a rumors versus facts uh, bonus bonus interview, if you will. And, you know, Chidero Uzo Deribe has really – he used the word re- revitalized his, uh, his recruitment with Georgia, right? It, it, there was kind of a – uncertainty point there uh, with Dan Lane and leaving and all that kind of stuff. But Uzo Deribe has really kind of uh, come hard after Mpemba, and it certainly feels like Georgia caught his attention with his G-Day visit, and now he's going to be back for a unofficial on June 22nd um, with the likelihood of taking an official visit for a home game. Um Trent, you got to feel like if you keep getting a guy like Impemba in Athens, uh, much like we said with Redland Wilson, that's that's definitely a, a good sign that that Georgia's on the right track. Yeah, definitely. And and Kirby and they've done a great job at uh, IMG Academy. And um, it, it you, you look at these, especially these out of state guys, and you're and you're you're looking at how many times they get them on campus, especially unofficial visits. Um, how many times are you getting these kids on campus and, and you know, Kirby continues to get the, you know, Aguero and those guys on campus and you, you, you begin, you start like Georgia's chance a little bit because you, you know, the follow the visits. Um, so, uh, you know, Georgia continues to get Mpimbo on campus and the, and uh, with these unofficial visits, and they lock down an official visit. Yeah, you gotta, you have to like what Georgia stands. Of course, there's several other teams in it. You know, he's a one of the top five player in the country, but um, you know, with, with, Georgia's ability to put uh, those edge guys uh, in the NFL. Um, and, and with him coming on campus, you have to like where Georgia stands. Um, you know, Georgia might not be necessarily that right leader. You know, Georgia might not be right there at the top, but Georgia continues getting them on campus. And you have to like when Kirby can get guys on campus, things are going to go well. I think uh, with Uzo Deribe specifically, he's just talked about how relatable he is. Um, he's only 11 years older than Mpemba. 
<laughs> so it's not like uh, it's not like there's a big separation there. And the two are talking talking a lot. Uh, Schumann's involved as well. Um, he's impressed by the fact of all the the guys that they that they've had their former head coaches on staff. So uh, a lot that Mpemba seems to be liking right now. And we'll see how Georgia does in that June twenty second. Unofficial. I have no idea how Uze Deribe will be as a coach. Um, it, it, you know, Trey Scott came in. You know, you knew as soon as he came in and and you know got that first spring and stuff out of the way. You knew how he was. He was, he was a developer. He was a, a you know a hands on coach that was getting after it. I don't know how Uze Deribe is as a coach. I haven't seen him in action, but he is a dang good recruiter. And just just from relating to these kids and and constantly recruiting he is a he he gets after it oh no doubt uh so it seems like you know in pimba the the ones that that george is kind of competing with for for him notre dame's a big presence there again a young coach there that, that he's relating to marcus uh, washington their their new coach or marcus freeman excuse me their, their new coach uh and then you also have missouri who he's originally from missouri um that that he's going to be actually at tomorrow uh, going there and then Tennessee uh, that that is is after him hard as well. So those are kind of some of the contenders that that George is battling for him. Uh, Jed, we have one from OU Herschel Walker here. Yeah, do you see Harbor as in Nicholas Harbor playing as a stand up outside linebacker or more like Trayvon and Malik Herring with his hand in the dirt? I'll be honest with you, I don't even know if I see uh, Nick Nichols Harbor playing football. Um, I mean, <laughs> seriously, I I, I think That's he has. He has a legitimate chance to go run track at the pro level if he wants to. And there are some in his camp that want him to do that, to totally forego playing football and be a professional track runner at uh, track and field athlete at 18 years old. I mean, there's some that want that. However, he has expressed uh, to me and to others that he really wants the, the opportunity to do both sports at the collegiate level that he would value that experience i think georgia when you come talk to these track guys whether it's uh, anthony evans who was there this past weekend the receiver uh cj smith who signed with georgia last class arian smith uh who is from uh, lakeland florida which is where tyler williams is from i mean a lot of connections and things there when you when you talk to who's who's knows these different guys but what i'm saying is Miko Hartman, Isaiah McKenzie, all these guys that are track guys and football guys. I feel like if Nichols Harbor does decide to, to in fact, do that, Trent, I feel like they would be well positioned. But uh, he is he's an enigma right now. I mean, nobody knows what's going on in that recruitment, really. Yeah, and and if he does end up playing, I see him more as a stand-up guy. But uh, you know, whether whether or not he he makes it to the college football level, uh, you know, not He's because, so athletic, yeah, so he, athletic, so he, long. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, I, I see him uh, – you know, you would have to bulk the kid up. You don't want to take away his athleticism. I don't, I'm not sure he's the type of kid you're going to get to necessarily 265, 270 or whatever. So, I, I, you know, I see him as a, a stand-up guy if, if indeed he does play college football. Yeah, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how that one uh, tur- turns out. But, Jed, uh, you know, now with guys like uh, – Trayvon Walker I mean think about the conversation we're having we're asking we're asking if a guy is going to be more like a Trayvon Walker or Malik Herring on the football field but on the track he's more relatable to Miko Hardman Arian Smith uh and Anthony Evans he that's that's the kind of freakish athlete you're talking about I mean it's it's such a long way off and and it's this is almost like a super like is it possible he could end up being like a better just pure athlete than even Trayvon Walker and and that's a guy who obviously just the went number one overall <laughs> yeah exactly just went number one overall played basketball in high school um you know we've all seen that clip of him from the Florida game where he drops in coverage and and dives to deflect that pass I, I think Nicholas Harbor could at least match that level of athleticism if not exceed it now obviously there's Will he will that translate to the football field? I mean, obviously, number number one pick is a pretty high bar, but that kid is just—he's such a freak athlete that it's 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 unlike anything. He's a he's such a unique, unique, unique prospect that um, it's it's 
it's going to be fascinating to follow his career wherever he ends up going. It's hard to be more athletic than a guy like Adam Anderson at a stand-up linebacker position. And I think it, looking at you know just just looking at him, he is a uh, he he might exceed Adam Anderson. Adam Adam Anderson's a freak. So yeah, I uh, when it comes to this class, obviously uh, Archman is ranked the number one player in the class but i would think if you're going on off athleticism i'm uh, there's not a player i'm putting in this class over nichols harbor i mean he's that that incredible uh of an athlete all right let's move on uh to our next question and uh i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to pull up a picture to go with this and i don't know if y'all saw it on the on the board i'll pull up the picture but jed go ahead and read what a lump dog is asking us there Lumdog is asking the important questions. Exactly what kind of food did Florida serve its recruits over this past weekend? All right, let me uh, let me pull this up real quick. See if I can share it off the old Twitter machine here. But Lumpdog is referring to a picture of a plate of food that was apparently served. Oh, it was served to none other than Peyton Kirkland, it appears, from the picture. Uh, let me share this screen right here. All right, so if you're watching along on the YouTube channel, you can now see this plate of food that, uh, you know, I mean, doesn't look like a five-star meal. This doesn't look like uh, some of the, some of the, I guess, options that Georgia has been providing for its recruits. So, I mean, the guys, just thoughts right here, and I'll hopefully, I don't know if this plays sound on it or not, but. I've got, a, I've got a few thoughts. One, I saw someone on the board refer, refer to this thing bottom left here as mac and, mac and soup or something. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, the salad over here looks like something you'd get at, like, uh, like something I would make at home for myself. Like, I just, I'll throw some lettuce out and dump some salad dressing on it. And this also, almost looks like clumps of cheese right here. Dude, that's like, what I thought. That's what I thought too. Is this possibly cheesecake? But it looks like literally and cubes of mozzarella cheese. The last like, thing is, I remember I saw when Roddy posted on the board Saturday that Georgia's bringing in food trucks and this and this. Someone, I remember someone saying, "Are these the best food trucks Georgia can get to feed these official visitors and, and things of that nature?" Now it's it's Florida that Florida's um, you know, menu that that has dominated the conversation, but. That looks like something that Dan Mullen's wife cooked up after she left, after the she, uh, he was fired. And trying to trying to give the the, the Florida officials the dysentery <laughs> of the little, little Montezuma's revenge, but it, instead it's Mullen's revenge. Oh god, uh, no, that that would be good stuff. But uh, no, I mean, hey, at least he's not doing like uh, Napier, uh, or at least Napier's not doing like Mullen did, and having a uh, watermelon eating contest with recruits. Uh, that did not go over well. Trust me, that did not play well uh, over there in uh, in the social media world. So Dan Mullen's days are a story, a book could be written all all on its own. But Harley Dog eighty says, "How did the Bama visit go with Arch?" As here's my general thoughts on this. No. No visit to Tuscaloosa is going to be a bad visit. It's one of the premier program, if not the premier program in the country, uh, and they're going to do a good job on official visits. But, you know, when it comes down to it, okay, it's does is Alabama a fit on all the boxes there? Obviously, the offensive style is there, but, you know, does it does he fit with the the people in the room? Who knows? Uh, I I tend to think that as you've said, Trent, that he's more of a fit at at uh, Georgia and Texas at this current point in this recruitment. I could not, other than you know, obviously it's a like I said, year in year out national title contender, and they do great things with with quarterbacks. There's certainly lots of reasons to like it. It just feels like based on everything we've heard leading up to this point that Alabama's third out of three right now. Yeah. I mean, uh, like you said, uh, he, he visited Alabama. It's not like the number one player in the country is going to come and get the cold shoulder in, in Tuscaloosa. I'm sure the visit was uh, top notch. I'm sure they didn't eat beanie weenies and uh, macaroni soup there. Uh, I'm sure they had some, um, 
Uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, Kirby, uh, Nick had a nice spread out for him. I'm sure he had a good time. Um, that's, that's the way it's going to be on most official visits. But, uh, you know, this, this is a, this has been going on a while, and I still, you know, I still like where Georgia and, and Texas stand in this recruitment. Absolutely. All right, we got one last question from the vault, and then we'll take some from the uh, YouTube channel. So, guys, if you're watching on YouTube right now, throw some questions in the comments. If you want us to touch on anybody, we'll also look ahead to the uh, official visits coming up this weekend before we sign off. But the last question is, Directed at you, Jed. He says, sauce all of me. What does it take to get a round of golf with uh with Jed? So uh to Mr. Sauce here, how does how does he get uh how does he get hooked up with Jed for a round of golf, man? All it takes is a DM on the board, man. If anyone's in Athens, DM on the board, DM and of course, on the board. And of course you pay for it. Uh, and if, yeah, uh, well that's obvious. Uh you pay you bring the he's gonna expensive. You bring the you bring <laughs> the uh, and um and driving me around the course and um no seriously if anyone's ever in Athens I'm, my golf game's in the place where like I need to play as much as I can to um to get better so um to get better to play with sources if um if Rowdy's watching this so it's a it's a business expense yeah um but no I mean seriously if anyone's ever in the Athens area looking for a fourth or whatever y'all know where to reach me hey Jed is down to to play over there so uh reach out to to our man jed who has he's he's one of the other than chasing down you know chasing down recruits across the country he's he's the one of us that isn't uh doesn't have kids yet so he's uh he still gets to play a little golf in his life i haven't played in years like i don't even i remember what how how to swing a golf club i don't think hey man covid got me back into it had a lot of not a lot going on and then i just I started playing with my dad and brother a lot. And like I've come so far in two years because I'm my big tall self had to get my clubs fitted and all that kind of stuff. Or not fitted, but uh had to get them uh lengthened or whatever. But um yeah, it's it's I've come Jed, a long way. Jed even uh he even plays with a belly putter. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's like nine feet long because you know, I got like I'm so I'm so tall. It's it's like it's two it's actually two putter shafts glued together. <laughs> with the putter head on the bottom oh um, man now i want to answer brett weimer's youtube question over here he says have you ever had a recruit say after an official visit that it's that it sucked and they're never coming back um not an official visit i did have a recruit and i'll 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 keep the kid um anonymous for because i feel important saying that um he visited for a practice in the spring and i texted him after and was like hey man how did everything go and he said yeah it was okay. It was. I was kind of disappointed, but it's all right. Heck, like, we had a we had an official visitor yeah. this past weekend. This or from the first week that wasn't uh, real thrilled about the visit it was one of the most least uh, enthusiastic official visit uh, interviews that I've uh, I've heard it, as well. I think, <laughs> in, like in my experience, I think kids sometimes think that we work for the school or or are. Like I basically, I think sometimes they tell us that they love Georgia because that's what they think we want to hear. When in reality, it matters to us not one bit whether they go to Georgia or not because it doesn't. How really many matter. how many DMs uh, yeah. do y'all get on average a week saying, "Hey, coach, please watch my film." And I'm uh, like, let's see how many unread requests do I have right now. Let's see, I'll tell you. Jed spends twelve hours of his day creating rivals profiles. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, One, two, three, there is a four. lot going on. Hey, speaking of the dislike visit, you know, we had the we had the one at, uh, uh, you know, Atlanta Rivals camp that came out and I was asking questions, and he he, I'm not going to name the name, but he said, "I hate effing Clemson." Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, if you find out, I don't, I feel all right saying this because he posted on his Instagram. Xavier McLeod out of um, South Carolina is also not a fan of Clemson. If you follow him on Instagram, he does a lot of like. You know, you guys ask me anything or whatever. That that young man is not a fan of Clemson, for whatever reason. He is he's very down on on the Tigers there. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it's crazy what you hear from different different people from time to time. Uh, before we before we get going here, let's go ahead and t- touch a little bit about um, the official visitors coming up this weekend. Obviously, the two that highlight it uh, are James Smith and Quay Russo. Um, Georgia has made them a 
ridiculous priority. I mean, they know those guys know that, and and they are right from in the heart of where Kirby's territory was when he was a coach for Nick Saban for so long in Alabama. Uh, you know, right there in the Montgomery area that Kirby has a ton of connections to. Uh, Georgia has sent coaches down to see Quay Rusal and James Smith as much as is legally possible to do. Uh, Quay Rusal and James Smith have been to Georgia, what, three times each, I think, Jed? I mean, it's it's been a lot here. Uh, I know they came uh, for a game last year. They came uh, back during the during the spring. They, they may have been – heck, they may have been at, at – they were there last summer as well. I mean, it's been a lot of different visits um, so far. And so, to this point, Rusal and Smith only have officials lined up right now with Georgia and Auburn. So, um, we'll see how it all plays out. But definitely Quay Rusal on the edge and James Smith – uh, in the interior, James Smith is right up there with Jamal Jarrett as the two guys that Georgia covered, covets the most. Yeah, I was going to say, we remember there was that stretch last year where Jam- – or not Jamal Jarrett, James Smith saw three Georgia games in a row because he saw Arkansas and Athens, then was an Auburn visitor when Georgia went to Auburn and then was back in Athens the next week for the Kentucky game. Um, so, like you said, there are two huge priorities. Uh, Hakeem Williams is another uh, – Huge one that'll be a big for Georgia to try to um, stave off some of the charge that Texas A&M seems to have made with him. Um, as Eric M chimes in right as I'm talking about it, good timing there. Um, the visit's huge with Hakeem Williams. This is Brian McClendon and them shot to. It, we we remember Trent. We were talking a couple months ago about Hakeem Williams is one of those guys that keeps showing up, keeps showing up, and now that momentum has kind of cooled off. So Georgia's they've got their chance now to really. Um, get it back and, and get him back up maybe trending towards Georgia with, with some of these other targets like Anthony Evans, Tyler Williams, um, those kind of guys. Yeah. You know, Georgia had all the hype before Texas A&M came along and, and kind of uh, over the last month kind of stole the thunder. But I, this is another case where Georgia can get all that momentum back in their favor because Georgia was there before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now that Georgia's getting that official this weekend, uh, that momentum could sway back you know, well, towards Georgia's end, uh, he's got a great relationship with McClendon uh, and with Kirby Smart and staff on, on you know, he's going to have a good time and uh, and be showing the love. And, and we'll see what happens coming out of this visit. But, you know, you know, coming in, I, I think I think Georgia has every bit of a chance to uh, to overtake that momentum that Texas A&M's gained. And don't sleep on Malik Benson coming into town either. A very, very productive Ju- JUCO prospect. That's, he's kind of a unicorn nowadays. You don't see JUCO prospects anymore like because the transfer portal, that's kind of done away with the, the Georgia and other uh, FBS programs used to all the time go dip into the JUCO ranks. I mean, heck, their national championship winning quarterback, <laughs> Stetson Bennett from JUCO, you know, but uh, they, all the time they used to go in there and and get guys out of the JUCO ranks, but it's more and more rare now. But Trent, with a lot of receivers that will be exiting the program and the timing of of the class that Benson's in, a guy who has been in college at least, even though it's at the JUCO level, been in college, kind of been through that grind, gotten some real game reps at the a level above high school. That could be a big asset for Georgia, and, and probably uh, a main reason that Brian McClendon is targeting Benson. Yeah, uh, you, you're going to have um, a lot of guys leaving. You know, you, you're Curious Jackson and those guys. Um, you know, he, he'd probably fit into a similar type role. Um, you know, George's has some success at Hutchinson uh, Community College in the past. Uh, it, it would be good to bring in a veteran guy. You're going you're to be young at position. You're going to have A.D. Mitchell and uh, Lad McConkey. Uh, you know, as, as the older guys – uh, next year, but it would be it'd be good to bring in a uh, uh, a guy like a guy like Benson, and uh, you know have you're going to have a lot of young guys on campus next year, and um, you know bring in that that guy that you know what you're going to get from day one. Uh, Porter Osborne Jr. says, "I remember being on campus with Whit Weeks's dad. Uh, he was tall, about six five. Is Whit that tall? Now, six uh, Whit is about six foot two. Um, he'll be on campus." Uh, 
you know, pretty upfront. That one is one that it seems like George is playing from behind with his brother having transferred from Virginia to LSU. It seems like Brian Kelly and the Tigers would have a leg up there, but Georgia gets him on campus. They get an opportunity. Uh, obviously, his dad being a Georgia uh, alumni, so that could, you know, play a factor in the, in things as well. Maybe pull on the heartstrings a little bit this weekend uh, as he as he comes in into play as Georgia's done well with many other legacy recruits already this class whether it's uh you know Lawson Lucky uh Justice Haynes Georgia's put on the full court press and uh, of course they would uh Whit Weeks is a guy who's gonna play inside linebacker so like we said if if he's if he does come and and enjoys it this weekend decisions are going to be having to be made pretty soon because those spots are uh, are limited and things are going and then the last one uh, that we have confirmed this weekend is Olas uh, Lennon who is uh from uh, from Europe, his dad played in NFL Europe, um, and you know he's up in Connecticut now. He was at Alabama uh, this past weekend, um, so Georgia will now get their chance to impress him. But like I said, offensive line spots seem to be filling up fast and furious. So it's going to be another weekend and uh, another important weekend, and we'll see how things are going. Uh, last question we have here: How are things looking with AJ Harris? Didn't uh, didn't AJ? take his visit to Florida this weekend so that's the it seems like it's Georgia and Florida um battling it out it feels weird not saying Georgia and Ohio State um but that's the one that's that's kind of you know Georgia made up a lot of ground by getting him back on campus um once in March and, and again for the official that first weekend so they are gonna have to hold off um discharge from florida but it, anything is um anything's possible yeah i mean it definitely seems like florida has a has a really good opportunity here uh you know with with harris but georgia like i said with arch manning with justice haynes with all these guys that are high profile guys they wanted that opportunity in that first weekend to set the bar for what these official visits would be like they had that opportunity they've taken their shot now florida gets theirs uh Truly seems 50-50 at this point going into it. They better, uh, we'll, come, with a, they better come with a better spread. So, yeah, no mac- macaroni soup. If we hear even macaroni soup, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll hear it out of the. We'll put the, in my forecast if they feed a macaroni soup. I'm going to tell you. Can we get some photos from some people in Gainesville of the spread uh, down here this this weekend? Maybe we somebody text AJ and be AJ. Listen, we don't need to know anything else. Just send us a picture of the food. That's all. That's all <laughs> we need. So we get a picture of the food from AJ. We'll put it on the vault, guys. Uh, it's always fun. We love talking this over with you guys because that's what the vault is. It's a community. We enjoy getting to talk to you guys. Uh, even if you don't always agree with some of the things that are put out there at times, that's the great thing. Hold each other accountable, ask questions, talk about the what ifs, uh, and try to get some things out there that are going on. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, I am Blaine Gilmer here once again for Jed May and Trent Smallwood, and we will catch you guys next week uh, to wrap up another weekend of big official visits on another episode of UGA Sports, Rumors versus Facts. Make sure to subscribe. Thank you.